0: Welcome to Zichur Dav Siman, Rabbi Avram Goldar, and today I'm in P'sachim daf Man So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, Rabbi Yavoh said in the name of Rabbi Shimon Lachish, For a hired kneader and for Tvila and for nitil sidaim, there's an obligation to travel up to four mil. Rashi explains that the case of the hired needer is one who's hired to knead the customer's dough in the customer's kailim, which are tameh. The question is, how far must the hired kneader travel to immerse the so that the dough will be needed in a state of Tahara. Tfil is referring to someone traveling once to retire for the night. How far must he travel in order to doven and shul the minion? And Nitzil Sidaim is also referring to someone traveling. But Nakamura said it was Abu who said this, not Rabbi Elbow, and he also included a fourth case, saying that animal skins which are considered edible and makamotuma must be tanned for the amount of time it takes to walk for a meal in order for the skins to be no longer considered food. Rav Yosef B'kiniya said that Mishnah said four meal only in regards to traveling the distance ahead of the person. But in regards to traveling behind him, he does not even have to travel the distance of a meal. Rav Acha says that this implies that one must travel less than a meal. Point number two, the next Mishnah asks, How does one separate challah from tamay dough that is baked on the yantav of Pesach? Rashi explains that this tamay dough cannot be baked for a Kohen since he is not permitted to eat challah. It also cannot be set aside and burned after yuntiv, since it might become chametz in the interim. And to destroy the challah by burning it or feeding it to an animal is also forbidden because ain't sorfin kajmi yantav. It's forbidden to burn sacred food on yontav. Rabbi Ezra says, The woman baking it should not designate a portion of challah until after it's baked. Ben says says, She should put the challah in cold water, since this prevents the challah from becoming chametz. Rabbi Yeshua says, that This is not the category of chametz, that one transgresses bal-yar-bal-yamatzah, since he's not considered the owner of this chametz. Once the challah is separated, it's considered the collective property of the Kohanim. Rather, he should separate it and set it aside until the evening. Vim ha-chemitza and of elevens, elevens. And point number three, the Gemara seeks to define the point of disagreement between Yeshua in the Mishnah, who says that one's not responsible for challah, that has leaven, and Rabbi Yezir says that one must bake the dough from which the challah will be taken, so they'll not become chametz. The Gemara first suggests they're arguing a tovos hanam mamam. If the benefit that the owner retains by being able to select which kohen to give the Khala to, and even the right to accept money from a friend or a relative of the kohen, is considered equity in the chala, Rabbi Ezra holds that it is, and Rabbi Sheh would say that it's not. The Gemara says that perhaps everybody agrees that tovos hanam in a mamam, and that the Malchalokas is regarding the Prince of Hoyl, since. Rabbi Ezra holds that since he can go to a chacham to annul designation of chala, it's considered his property even now. And Rabbi Shua doesn't say whole, and therefore it's not considered his property, and therefore he can keep it in his possession. So once again, the three points are number one. Rabbi Albo said in the name of Rabbi Shimon and Lakish, For a hired needer and for Tvula and for Nitilsi Daim, there's an obligation to travel up to four meal. Rashi explains that the case of the hired needer is one who is hired to knead the customer's dough in the customer's kalim, which are tameh. The question is, how far must the hired needer travel to immerse the kalim so that the dough will be kneaded in a state of Tahara? Tfil is referring to someone traveling and wants to retire for the night. How far must he travel in order to dove in the shul with a minion? And until he said, is also referring to someone traveling. Rav Necham said it was Ebu who said that not Rabbi Yaboh. And also that he included a fourth case saying that animal skins which are considered edible and Makabotuma, must be tanned for the amount of time it takes to walk for a meal in order for the skins to be no longer considered food. Rabbi Yosef has said that the Mishnah said for a meal only in regards to traveling the distance ahead of the person. But in regards to traveling behind him, he doesn't even have to travel the distance of a meal. And Rabachar says that this implies that one must travel less than a meal. Point number two. The next Mishnah asks, Ketam Rafish Nechal How does one separate challah from Tame dough that is baked on the Yantav of Pesach? Rashi explains that this Tame dough cannot be baked for a Kohen since he's not permitted to eat tamei It also cannot be set aside and burned after Yantav since it might become chametz in the interim. And to destroy the challah by burning it or feeding it to an animal is also forbidden because ein sof en kachmi it's forbidden to burn sacred food on Yantiv. rabbi Yazar says the woman baking it should not designate a portion as challah until after it's baked Ben Becerra says she should put the challah in cold water since this prevents the challah from becoming chametz Yeshua says that this is not the category of chametz that one transgresses bal yoray bal since he's not considered the owner of this chametz once the challah is separated it's considered the collective property of the kahanim. Rather, you should separate it and set it aside until the evening. Lim and of elevens elevens. Point number three: The Gemara seeks to define the point of disagreement between Rabbi Yeshua and the Mishnah, who says that one is not responsible for a challah that has leavened, and Rabbi Yezir, who says that one must bake the dough from which the challah will be taken so that it will not become chametz. The Gemara first suggests that they're arguing if if the benefit that the owner retains by being able to select. Which cone to give the chala to, and even the right to accept money from a friend or relative of the cone, is considered equity in the chala. Rabbi Yezir would hold that it is, and Rabbi Yishu would say that it is not. The Gemara says that perhaps everybody agrees that tobus Hana in a Mammon, and that this machlokas is regarding the principle of hoyo, Since Rabbi Yezir holds that, since he can go to a chacham to annul his designation of chala, is considered his property even now. And Rabbi Yeshua does not say whole, and therefore is not considered his property, and therefore he can keep it in his possession. All right, so now we go to our for Duff, Memvav, and our standard Simmon is a cow-going moo. So here goes. The donator and minion-seeker who rented cows for a four-meal journey met someone along the way who couldn't figure out how to separate challah from tamay Do on Pesach and didn't know the Chalken han could have known his designation of challah. Once again, in slow motion. The donator and minion-seeker who rented cows, cows, that must mean one, Duff, Men vav. The dough eater and minion-seeker who rented cows for a four-meal journey, which reminds us that four meals is the amount of distance that a dough neater must go to Tovo's customer's tummy kaling. a traveler needs to travel to find a minion, and to do netilesi dime and the amount of time for edible skins to be tanned to lose their status of food and not be makabotuma. Now, this is only four-meal in front. Traveling in the direction with which one came only requires traveling less than a meal. So the dough neater and minion-seeker who rented cows for a four-meal journey met someone along the way who couldn't figure out how to separate challah from Tame on Pesach, which reminds us that there's a three-way ma'chuk on how to separate challah from Tame on Pesach. Bake, then separate, or put in cold water, or just set aside since it's no longer the owner's dough, but the collective property of the Kohanim. So the dough-needer at who rented cows for a four-meal journey, met someone along the way who couldn't figure out how to separate challah from Tame Do on Pesach, and didn't know the Chalchem behind could have known his designation of challah which reminds that initially the Gemara says that the point of difference between Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Yeshua in the mission regarding how to separate Chalot from Tamidot and Pesach is whether they hold Tovas Hana Mamon. But then the Gemara says that perhaps everybody holds Tovas Hana in a Mamon, and the Malchok is if they hold of Hoyol. Rabbi Yezer holds that since he can go to Ochacham to annul his designation of Chalot, it's considered his property even now. And Rabbi Yeshua does not say Hoyol, and therefore it's not considered his property, and therefore he can keep it in his possession. So once again, the dough needer and minion seeker who rented cows for a four meal journey met someone along the way who couldn't figure out how to separate challah from tamedo Do on Pesach and didn't know the chacham behind him, could have known his designation of challah. All right, so now it's time to go to our four brat bachazara. Daf membeis. So the siman daf Membase is a mobster. So here goes the mobster, mobster. That must be one daf Membase. The mobster was selling mime shalanu at an inflated price, which reminds us that a said a woman should knead the dough for matzo only with Mime Shalanu, with water that slept overnight, which means water that was collected the previous day and stayed overnight in the vessel. In this basin, the morning dubbed Sadi the base, that the sun's position during the winter caused the underground water source to heat up. She explains that since the warmth hastens the fermentation, one should draw the water the night before baking to give it a chance to cool. Women were also told they should not knead the dough in the sun, nor with water heated by the sun, North with water drained from the bottom of the Mulyar. So the mobster who was selling Mime shalanu at an inflated price didn't realize he was bent over and weak from all the raw vegetables he was eating. Which reminds us that three foods increase the solid waste of a person and bend the pasha, meaning they sap one's strength, and remove one five-hundredth of a person's eyesight, coarse bread, fresh beer, and raw vegetables, which Russia explains refers to raw leeks, onions, and radishes when eaten frequently in large quantities. Three things diminish the solid waste of a person, make the pasha erect, and illuminate the eyes. Refined bread, fatty meat, and old wine. So the mobster who was selling mime shalanu at an inflated price, didn't realize he was bent over and weak from all the raw vegetables he was eating, dipped in Adomi vinegar. Which reminds us that originally when the basin made stood and they would bring nisachim from the wine of Yehuda, the wines would not sour until they would put barley into them. Rush explains that in the schus of the nisachim, they wouldn't sour until a fermenting agent like barley was added. They were then called chomut ordinary vinegar, because this vinegar was produced in Yehuda. Now that the base of meat dishes and ruins and libations are no longer brought, this now is the state of wine and vinegar in Edom. And two different psukim were brought as sources for the phenomenon that Yisro and Edom will never be blessed simultaneously. Duff Mem Gimel. So the simmer Dath Mem Gimel is a magazine. See so here it goes. The Woman's Chomets Magazine. Magazine? That must be one on Daff Mem Gimel. The Woman's Chomets Magazine, featuring recipes of Chomets mixtures and advertisements for Chomets nuksha Cosmetics, which reminds us that based on the question of who the Tana is in the mission that held Dagen Gamra Ayyidei Taruv, is full-fledged grain in a mixture but nuksha and a chametz nuksha that's distinct, but love are both prohibited by love, we learn that Rabbi Yehuda said it was Rabbi Mer holds that a mixture with chametz is more severe than a chametz nuksha. And the Rav Nachman who said it was Rabbi Lezer holds that chametz nuksha is more severe than a mixture with chametz. So the Women's Chametz Magazine, featuring recipes of chametz mixtures and advertisements for chametz nuksha cosmetics, include an article why chametz can't be eaten by women. Which reminds us that the reason Rabbi learned that women are included in the chametz prohibition and penalty from the word kol in the pasik, kiko okhos machmeses v'nikrusa for anyone who eats something that has been leavened, then the soul shall be cut off, and not from the pasuk isha or isha kiyasmi kolchataz adam when a man or woman shall commit any of the sins of man, where the Torah has to equated a man to a woman for all the punishments and relevant prohibitions in the Torah it is that since the Torah juxtaposes the prohibition to eat chametz with the mitzvah to matzah that only those who are acquired to eat matzah are prohibited from eating chametz. And since women are punished from eating matzah since it's a mitzvah's as grama, a time-bound positive mitzvah, they would not be subject to the prohibition of chametz. That is why the word kol is needed. The G'more brings up Reiser where Rebbe Lazar then teaches that now that women are included in the prohibition of chametz, they have been included in the mitzvah of matzah. So the Women's Chametz magazine, featuring recipes of chametz mixtures and advertisements for chametz nuksha cosmetics, include an article on why chametz can't be eaten by women nor brought on the mizbeach, which reminds us that when the Torah states, Sor was Sakhirumi Menu Ishel Hashem, do not burn leaven as a firing offering to Hashem, we would only know it's forbidden if all of it is leaven. From where do we know that it's prohibited if the leaven is in a mixture and is indistinguishable, that's forbidden, the Torah states, kikol Daf Memdalad, so the similar Doth Memdaud is mud. See so here it goes. The Nuz who dropped his grape soaked piece of bread in the mud, mud, that must be one doth memdalid, The nuz who dropped his grape soaked piece of bread in the mud which reminds us, Rabbi above said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, in the case of all forbidden substances, mentioned in the Torah, a permitted substance does not combine with a forbidden substance to make up the minimum shir to be higher for, except for Isuri Nazar, because the Torah says the word Mishra. And so Rashi explained that this word teaches that a Nazar is prohibited for eating bread that has been soaked in wine. Now since it's obvious that if the bread contained a full kazais of wine, the bread would be forbidden, then it must be that the Torah is referring to a case where the bread contains less than a kezai's of wine. And the kezai's shir to be was only attained by combining the forbidden wine and permitted bread. So the nazir who dropped his grape-soaked piece of bread in the mud, which gave it a muddy taste, which reminds us, more questions using the word mishras to teach hetemitzar of isher for a nazar, based on a b'risa that teaches mishras li ten tam iker. The word mishras comes to make flavor equivalent to a substance, that if a nazar soaked grapes in water and the water subsequently has the flavor of wine, the Nazar is high for drinking this water. And from here we can extrapolate to all prohibitions of the Torah. And the Gemara answers that the Bryce reflects the view of the Rabbanon. But Rabbi Yochan goes according to Rav Kiva who disagreed with the Rabbanon and uses Mishwas to teach Hetimutsarfil Isser for the Nazar. So the Nazar who dropped his grape-soaked piece of bread in the mud, which gave it a muddy taste, tossed it into Nachri's pot, which completely changed the flavor. Which reminds us that the Gemara initially suggested the Rabbi Kiva's source for Tumkirkir was from Basibachal, meat and milk, but the Torah prohibits the mere flavor of milk, that is absorbed in the meat, but then rejects this because Bas has an anomaly, And that if one soaks meat and milk even for an entire day, it's permitted, but if one cooks it in the milk, it's prohibited. So you can't apply it to other esurim. Instead, the Gemara says Rabbi Kiva learns tumki Iker from Guling Nachrim, purging the Kiyom of Nachrim, in that the emissions impart mere flavor and are forbidden. So too, with regard to other forbidden foods, flavor is forbidden, just like the substance. Daphmem hay. So the simmer Mem hay is monopoly. Monopoly. So here it goes. The Daf Yomi Monopoly game Monopoly? That must mean we're on Daf Memhe Ma-Napoli The Daf Yomi Monopoly game required the player with a Nuzer piece to avoid landing on the grape skins and sea places which reminds us Rav Khanna told Rav Ha-ashi that we went from the Pasuk and the Parsh of Nuzer that prohibits eating anything made of the grapevine from the seas of the skins that Isra V'Isra that forbidden food combines with the forbidden food even when they're consumed one after the other whereas Isra V'Heter the forbidden and permitted foods combine only when they're eaten simultaneously, so the Yomi monopoly game required the player with the nuzer piece to avoid landing on the grape skins and seed places, while the player with the bagel piece raced to get enough dough to fill in the crack on the kneading bowl, which reminds us that the next Mishnah states, "Batsak should be sitkheu eleven dough that's lodged in the cracks of a kneading bowl. If there's a kazayas of dough in one place, chayv leviyot one must dispose of it. And if there's not batumi luto, it's null due to its smallness." And the more brings two versions of Rabbi in the Mishmuel regarding where the crack in the bowl was, whether it was in the upper part where it's not made to hold water or at the base where it is and the implications in the of for each version. So the dafyomi Monopoly game required the player with another piece to avoid landing on the grape skins and seed places, while the player with the bagel piece raced to get enough dough to fill in the crack in the kneading bowl before it became moldy. Which reminds us that a loaf that has become moldy and has become inedible to a person but a dog is still able to eat it as it hasn't spoiled completely, is subject to as food the size of a kibetza and if it's truma, it may be burned, even though that it is taur, together with food, which is tame on every Pesach. Rush explains that as long as a dog can eat it, it doesn't lose the status of food. And even Rabbi Yossian, who holds that one cannot burn taur, truma, with tame truma, would agree here that since it's not fit for humans, one can burn it with the tame. In the name of Rabbi Nasana, however, they said it's not subject to tuma as food. He holds that food not fit for human consumption does not become tame. All right, now it's time for a pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. Which dove do we have a three way Malchokas and how to separate challah from Tame Do on Pesach? That's on dove. Memvav, Good. Number two. Wish that we learned that the are abundant learned Tamke from Mishras. That's on dove. Memdav. Good. Number three. Wish that we learned that Pascha Ipsha, a moldy loaf that is inedible to a human and that is Truma, that is tower, can be burned with Tame Truma even according to Rabbi Yosi? That's on dove. Memhe. Good. Number four. Wish of the one that in the schus of Nesachim during the times of the base of Migdash, wine would only sell if they put barley in it, which then became its ordinary vinegar. That's on Duff. Membez. Good. Number five. Wish of the one that one has to travel for a meal to find a minion for Natila Zadaim, and if one's a eater, to tovel his customer's kailin. That's on Duff. Membez. Good. Number six. Wish of the one that with basik should shebesitke areva, that if there's a Kazai to in one place, one is chayv to dispose of it. That's on daf. Mem hey, good number seven. Which stuff do we learn? The Rebbe Kipa learned from guguing nachrim. That's on daf. Mem dal. good number eight. Which stuff do we learn from the Prohibition? Bishlam and not the grapes, grape skins, or seeds. That isra ve isra bezeh That's on daf. Mem hey, good number nine. Which that they learn the Gemara it says in Malchus between Rabbi Yehes and Rabbi regarding separating and chal from Tamei Do on Pesach is whether one holds a Hoil that's on mem Memvav good and number ten which that we have a Malchus about which is more Khamra? a tarovas of chametz or chametz nuksha that's on Da Mem Gimel excellent all right that concludes our pop quiz This is Rabbi Yehudah Goldman Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.